and welcome to the conversation where every week we get together and we talk about matters of our faith, matters of our religion, uh, just talking about life and the way we interact with this world um, as Christian yeah. men and women. Um, I'm Todd Brown, and this is Rick Coop. Hi. Uh, and this is The Conversation as a Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook or on YouTube, or on any place you get a podcast, you can hear the audio version of this. Just look up eGathering. You already found us, so maybe somebody shared. But if you're looking, that's where you can find us. Today we're yeah. talking about this idea of acceptance of other people or tolerance yeah. of people as we walk through our faith. And where is that wall? Is there this wall where you you should or should not tolerate something, or should you just never tolerate um, other people and the way that they um, they behave. That sounds very wishy-washy as far as a description is concerned. When you think of acceptance or tolerance of those things in our within the frame of our religion and our faith, what do you think of? I see acceptance as being somebody who accepts a person as being talking about and we're talking about human beings here not just acceptance of different you know ideas or things yeah. but uh, I see it as accepting somebody as a uh, creation of the Lord God as a child of God uh, whether they've accepted him or not we need to understand that we're all still his people we're we're um, part of his creation that to me is where acceptance begins. Um, accepting people, respecting them as a human being, uh, as a uh, creation of God created in His image. Mm -hmm. um, some people of our faith think that acceptance means that you not only accept them as someone who's been created in the image of God, but that you accept everything that they do. Mm -hmm and everything that they are, whether you agree with it or disagree with it. Um, to me, there's, there's a, a, a difference. Mm -hmm. Now, there is an unconditional love that a person can have for somebody where there's no conditions placed on, no, you know, you are who you are and I love you anyway. Um, but it, just at the core, at the base of it, acceptance, uh, when I accept somebody, I accept them as uh, a creation of God, a brother and sister um, who were created in his image. Um, I don't always agree with people. I, I don't always agree. Uh, you and I have been friends for 30 years. Mm -hmm. We don't always agree on everything. Yep. That's okay. Mm -hmm. That's acceptance at its core. Um, there are those of us in our faith who are so set on certain things that we can't accept somebody, even if they go to a different church, whether they're Christian, you know, we, they may be Christians, but because they go to a different church, we can't hang out with them or, or accept them for that belief anymore. And I don't think that's true. I don't think it could be further from the truth when, um, I, I, or if we accept somebody that um, because we accept them, then we have to do what they're doing. We have mm -hmm. to be a part mm -hmm. of what they're doing. And if that was true, the scriptures say that Jesus hangs out with sinners and tax collectors. 
then that would mean that Jesus was doing the same he thing. He agrees that, with all the stuff. Yeah, all the stuff that they're doing, and he's doing the same stuff right. that they're doing. Man, I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's that's part of what he meant by uh, us loving and caring and accepting one another. Yeah. Um, what what do you what's your take on it? So I we started talking about this, and I said I think. There's a nuance um, between acceptance and tolerance. There's, this kind of means the same things to people. And I think acceptance can mean that I accept it. I, I take it on. I'm okay with it. I, I, and, and, I, and I think that there's a, there's a big difference between accepting something, taking it on, being okay with it, and tolerating it. Um, and... And for me, this this concept of I think Jesus had a lot of tolerance, sure, for people. Um, he didn't accept that they were where they were. So, example, uh, people say Jesus finds you where you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I always love the, the the next little quip that came with that. Uh, we had a pastor that uh, one of my favorite humans is Pastor Ron, and he said Jesus may find you where you are but he's not going to leave you there yeah yeah that's good yeah <laughs> so i think acceptance and tolerance is is a is a is a can be used in the same way but i think jesus had a lot of tolerance for people he wanted to be around them and love them and care for them and accept them into his community with the hopes that that love would advance them Let's go back. Let, let, let's stay with that for just a second. It's Jesus who will take them to mm-hmm. the next level. Yeah. Not us. No. And there are a lot of people who feel like they enter into relationships and friendships with people. Uh, they tolerate them uh, only to for them to get for that person to get them the other person further mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. It's not our job. In, in, in the same way people I've heard this terminology well I got them saved right <laughs> yes no you didn't yes uh, you didn't save nobody there, and if you did then they're, they may not then be they saved also, yeah, they may not be saved they may have joined your club yeah right but they right. did not find a relationship right with the creator of the universe so by me accepting or tolerating somebody who may or I may or may not agree with on different levels if I accept them or tolerate them, it does not mean that I do so for me to bring them to a better place, up to my level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's arrogant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think it to tell somebody that in order for me to hang out with you, you have to meet all of my standards is um, pretty self-serving, pretty, uh, as I said, arrogant. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us to act like that. We went through a period of time as a country in the 70s and 80s and 90s, I would argue some. We went through this period of time when um, Christians separated themselves from the world. Mm-hmm. And we we were the, um, uh, oh, good heavens, it won't come to me. The, the religious right, yeah, if you will, yeah. the moral yeah. majority, yeah. the 
and and we only went to we only went to parties together with our people. We only went. We only listened to our music mm -hmm. together. We only um, we only went to church and church gatherings, and and mm -hmm. we only wore the same clothes that were blessed by the church, and mm -hmm. and, and we separated ourselves so much. And so, for some of those, for some folks, the idea of tolerance or acceptance was if you did go to a gathering that had people who were not Christians, mm -hmm. if you went to a gathering where they were um, eating the wrong food and drinking the wrong drinks and mm -hmm. and and uh, staying out too long and yelling too loud, if you went and were amongst those people, then you were one of those people. And we allowed ourselves to feel guilty about doing those if things. We, if we yeah. went, you know, if you went to yeah. a concert or you yeah. went... Or if you went to a bar and hung out with some friends and, and yeah. drank a Coke and ate pretzels and just talked to people and were together, then and you would leave the bar mm -hmm. thinking about or worrying about people thinking you were that sure. person. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and to me, that is acceptance of those people, mm -hmm. loving on those people, tolerating their behavior while you're in their midst. But... But then the flip of that is I, what I don't understand completely baffles me is how you read about this guy named Jesus yep. who lived in Nazareth yep. for the 33 years of his life. How you listen to him and read about him and know his ministry mm -hmm. and how you could possibly believe that what his mission for you to do was to separate yourselves mm -hmm. I don't understand. I don't get it. Let, let, let's because look at the stories that happened in there, Todd. This one guy, this guy was, they. he didn't care that they called him a glutton and a no. drunkard because they called him a glutton and a drunkard yep. because he hung out with nasty people. That's what he did. And what he told us to do was do what he did. So I don't know. Where did we get that? I have no idea. One of the stories that we all know, if you're a Christian, you know the story, the story of the Good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. he, the, the woman at the well, the Samaritan shouldn't woman at the well. Shouldn't have been sitting with a woman. Shouldn't have been sitting with a Samaritan. Right. And certainly shouldn't have been doing it where he was at. No, the, the lepers where he went to them and I mean that was a big deal back then you touch you you stay people. away you know yeah. you, they're not allowed in the city there's yeah. a place for them out there but Jesus went to them and touched them and healed them and loved on them the Samaritan woman he spoke to her he he, he talked to her that was something that Jews and Samaritans did not do. They didn't yeah. even talk to each other yeah. unless it was to, you know, curse each other out or yeah. yell at each other. The, 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 he tells the story of this, the man who is beaten and, and who didn't help him. And then this Samaritan guy helps him. In fact, there's so many stories that Jesus uses or so many things that he does that it, it's about the marginal people. You might think that was his whole mission, a you, big you, part of his you, mission, huh? You could huh? kind of get that, yeah, couldn't you? Yeah, kind of might think yeah. that. Yeah. When Jesus, when Jesus did not, when Jesus showed intolerance, because he did. Yeah. But when Jesus showed intolerance, it wasn't, it was, 
I cannot think of one example. I cannot mm-hmm. think of one example nope. of someone outside of the church that he had intolerance for. Right. Not one. It was usually the religious it people. It was, as far as I'm aware, yeah. the scorecard says yep. 100, 100% yep. the religious people, yep. 0% of intolerance for the people outside the church. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so people say, well, then what you're saying is that uh, you're supposed to just put up with whatever. That's I don't not think what we're I'm saying, saying that at all. At all. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but what I am saying is, is when Jesus was speaking to people, when he was spending time with people, the people that he gave the most leeway to, the people that he, he bent over to help, mm-hmm. were the... What you call them? The the marginal people. The marginal people. Yeah. The marginalized people. The people who were doing what the churchy people would not want them to be doing. Yeah. Do we honestly believe? I mean, I really don't know that anybody out there that would believe this. That Jesus, by hanging out with these people, he was drunk. You know, getting drunk. No, he was cursing. Not. He was chasing women. He was having sex. He was doing all the you know what any number of he was he was stealing money from the Jews. You know because he was hanging out with tax collectors because we all know that they were doing some crazy things. Yep. You know some pretty shoddy things. Do we actually believe that he was doing that? No, I no. don't think he was. Was he hanging out with them to say, hey, I love you, you count, you matter, you're important, you're one of God's creation, you know, I think that's what he was doing. And for and I, came, I became a Christian in the 80s, and I can remember all that, where, you know, don't do this. My mom, before she became a Christian, used to ask me, why are you a Christian? It's just a bunch of do's and don'ts. Yep. And, and the thing is, we portrayed that, you know, we can't hang out with this person, we can't go be with that person, we can't be seen in this place, we can't be seen in that place, we can't be seen wearing this thing, we can't be seen wearing that thing. And Lord help us if we're hanging out with the wrong people and somebody sees us hanging out. Right. I, I can remember as a, as a young pastor, I went to a bar. I, I just thought to myself... I, I got to go where the people are at. I mean, it was just something I really felt like the Lord impressed on me. So I was in a very small town, maybe 600, 700 people. And I went into the bar and I sit down and it was dead silent, man. I mean, it was like, and the bartender came over and said, what can I get you, pastor? I said, can you get me a Sprite, you know? I'd love to have a Sprite to drink. And he was like, well, okay. I, yeah. I know you're not going to want anything else. Yeah. And so I got a Sprite, and I uh, sat down, and I and eventually people started coming over. And what? why are you in here? You know, first time we've ever seen a minister in this place, you yeah. know. And it, and it started a lot of conversation. Well... The next Sunday, I got approached by a couple of board members who had heard that I was there. Didn't see, but had heard that I was there and wanted to know why. 
fortunately, one of those board members stood up, you know, with me and said, man, I think that's a great idea. If you ever mm -hmm. want to do it again, go for it. But, and I only tell that story for this. How can we honestly say that we love people if we are not willing to hang out with the very people who were created in the same way that we were? When Jesus was asked the same questions, mm -hmm. his response was, I've come here for the sick, yes, not for the well. Uh, the, the, the well do not go mm -hmm. to the hospital. Don't need a hospital. Um, so how can we advance the faith mm -hmm. if we are always around our good buddies in Christ. Right. Do we need that support and that love? Yes, we do. And am I saying that if I walk into a bar that everybody there is yucky? No. Mm -hmm. What I am saying is if I walk into places... Dude, it doesn't have to... A bar is such a weird I, I know. example, and, but it's the one we get because it's the one they gave Jesus. He's yeah. A, he's, he's sitting... He's a, he's a glutton and a drunkard. Because he ate and drank with, with yeah. people who were not, um, or people who were gluttons and drunkards. He ate and drank with those people. But how are we supposed to? Uh, does it? Paul says it this way. How will they know if we don't tell them? Yeah. You, you, you say nobody. You you say we don't save anybody, and I agree with you hundred percent. But I will say this: when you walked in that bar. And yeah. you sat down, and you had a sprite. Yep. When someone came up to you, I know you well enough to know that your response to them wasn't, "I am so glad I'm here for you because you're going to hell." <laughs> yeah. Far Please from follow it. me from yeah. this bar. Yeah. It was. And played my flute, and they followed me yeah, like Pied Piper. How about yeah. them Cubs? Yeah. Hey, how's your fish? Hey, yeah. where do you guys fish? Yeah. I like to hunt. What do you do for? Do you yeah. ride a motorcycle? Let's talk about all yeah. that stuff. They already know you're a pastor. Yeah. You don't have to nope. scream that from the... From and the I high. was not in there in a three-piece suit. No, you don't have to. They know. This goes back to the moment that you declare that you have accepted Christ or that you're a Christian, that you go to church, at your family reunion, mm -hmm. you just became someone that everybody's watching like you watch. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew he was the same guy yeah. he ever was. I yep. knew. Or Wow, that isn't how Rick would have behaved. I, that's wow, okay. That's different. That's different. Yeah. But he still laughs. He's still Rick. He still laughs. He cuts up. He plays softball. He enjoys. One of the toughest examples for me of the opposite of that was our church. Mm -hmm. had, had a softball team. Mm -hmm. And they were in the championship game. And there was a call that we did not like. Our team did mm -hmm. not like. They threw a fit. One of our guys got out and got in the face of another guy on the field, uh, was raising a fit and screaming. One of the other guys came out and was going to different people in, in our congregation. We're sitting watching the game trying to take up a collection so he could appeal. You can actually pay to appeal a, de a decision mm. um, and I'm like dude you 
you know who's here at the game, right? You know that there are people who are playing in the church softball league. Who the only reason they're at the church softball, the only reason they're at church on Sunday yeah. is because to they've been softball. told, yeah. if I don't come to church, you have to go to church yeah. two out of four Sundays a month to be able to play softball. And they're watching the elders yeah. of this yes. church, people who are yep. members, and yep. they are... You can't save somebody, but you can darn sure unsave them. Yeah, you can. You can. Darn sure... You can't unsave them. That's the wrong word. Well, you can make the path much longer. What you're longer. implying is understood. Yeah, you can yeah. make the path much yeah. longer. That person goes, see, they ain't no different than anybody else. But if you're amongst them, and you're just a dude. And I want to add to what you said about the bar. Um, no, the people on the bar, there are, believe me, there are a lot of yucky people in churches. Yep. And so I'm not not saying I know. Uh, the, about those people being yucky. And I, and I know you were. I just wanted to add to my to I'm not saying it either. Uh, it could have been at a theater. It could have been at a dance. It could have been where i mean a number of other places yeah um the bar is where i went yeah um but we have to you and i recently well i guess it's been a year ago now maybe two uh did a march mm -hmm. um here in, in the city of muncie and it was a very organized very well done protest against um, some of our African-American brothers and sisters who were um, obviously being... Um, Not against them, in support of no, them. No, in support of them, who yeah. were obviously being... Um, uh, what's the word I want to use here, Todd? Um, put down... Um, hurt. It was, it was a march... To, in support of the fact that very often young black men, when they're, yes. they have an encounter with law enforcement, the law enforcement has been shown to go over yeah. the top um, with them, different than they do with, right. with whites. Does that mean that we don't love uh, those who are in law enforcement? Absolutely. No, I've had a former brother-in-law. You've got a niece. Yep. Who are police officers. Yep. Um, but we also wanted to be in support of other brothers and sisters who have had to face issues. Yeah. And in the uh, meantime, I wouldn't agree with the group that started the march. Right. I, right. I just completely disagree with the group. That, and they've turned right. out to be pretty funky yeah. folks. But, but we it agreed isn't with about the that. Right, it wasn't about that. It's it was a lot the marching premise. alongside our brothers and sisters and saying, "We hear you crying. Yeah, we're with you in yeah. your in your yeah. hurt. Uh, we are amongst you in your hurt." In the same way, I would stand. I, and I've got a, a long list of people of different religions. Um, does it mean that we can't tolerate, uh, accept? Uh, tolerate for me becomes a, a different word when I talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but people of different religions, does that mean we can't accept them? No, of course we can, you know, as, as people who uh, recreated. Well, you, you and I talked about it in a recent podcast about how um, they're, they're people who believe in God too. Uh, different name, but the, the basic tenements are, are, are 
the right. same. Right. Anyway, uh, what about people of different countries? I want to share with you, I, I, I would like to share this story. Mary and I had a chance to go to Cuba. Mm -hmm. uh, when Cuba was open, I don't know if it even is now, but Cuba was open for a while, and we took a cruise to Cuba. Gotta tell you, man, it was great. Opened our eyes, fell in love with the country. One of the first things as we're pulling into the port that we see is a huge statue of Jesus with mm -hmm. his arms stretched mm -hmm. out. Well, blew my concept. I'm thinking communist country. There's no way, you know. And then we pull up to the dock, and I look out, and the brightest, most beautiful building was a Greek Orthodox church. And I'm thinking, this is really cool. And then I get to talking to some of the folks, some of the local folks there. And I looked at the guy, and I said, you know, do you guys mind us being here from a different country? And he said, look. My most important things in my life are keeping a roof over my family's head, making sure I'm providing for them, keeping them safe, wanting them all to be healthy. And I'm thinking, yeah, dude, well, you sound like me. Yeah, you're you know? human. And, and he said, you know what politics are, don't you? And I'm yeah. thinking, well, yeah, you know, I know what they are. And he, I said, give, give me your take on it. And he said, Polly is many. And ticks are blood-sucking bugs. Yeah. And our governments are just blood-sucking bugs. And if they would leave us alone, we'd all be getting along. We'd be fine, yeah. And it, it gave me, it opened my eyes yeah. just because I had an opportunity to talk to him. Yeah. And so people of other countries, people, people of different races, people of different sexual orientations, that guy or that lady at work who is constantly digging at you or what about or what about or what about or what about those are all people that we need to tolerate accept love care about yeah i think we that we, we fight that edge of tolerate and accept and i think i think really we almost need another word we're talking about is this idea of Involving them in our lives, mm -hmm. yeah, that's interacting with them, being a part of their lives, and then being a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. um, and when we exclude them, we create some of the problems that we're seeing today. A quote from Jerry Falwell, um, who was part of that moral majority and mm -hmm. religious right, and some of the stuff that went down in the eighties and some of the, the destruction that came from that. And, and at that point, we were going through the AIDS crisis when that first started oh, yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and, yep. and his, his comment was, AIDS is not just God punishing the homosexuals. It's God's punishment for the society that tolerates homosexuals. And mm. I just want to scream mm -hmm. and run out of the building uh, beating my head about how can we possibly be so ignorant and intolerant of the mission of God mm -hmm. um, is is it possible that certain diseases are the um, the consequence of behavior yep mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah completely agree with that yep um, 
but what's the fruit of pushing such an agenda? You know, I mean, if someone is if someone is hurting, if you love on them and help them and care for them, then right. what they remember about you is that when they're in trouble, your God, your place, your existence is a place of safety and a place of safe harbor. Mm-hmm. When Jesus is standing amongst the the wretched refuse of his of his time, it isn't that he wanted them to be who they were and where they were. It was that he wanted them to know he was announcing that the kingdom of God is near. I'm with you. I'm, I'm among you. I want to be a part of who you are. And I want you to know that I'm safe harbor. There, um, very simply, I, I said, I wanted to, I, one of the things I want to make sure to say in this is we, we need to understand. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. And none comes to the Father except through me. He's presenting the me. Mm-hmm. He's being there amongst them, letting them know, I'm safe harbor. I'm good. You can talk to me about whatever the funk is, whatever the bad thing is, whatever horrible moment you're going through, whatever. Yep. And I'm not going to tell you that you suck and I hate you or you're going to hell. I'm not going to be in your face about that. I'm here to be consistent and loving and caring. And I want you to come do that with me. You mean you're not going to be on a bullhorn screaming and yelling about how ugly and yeah. and terrible you are. No, I'm not going to be Jerry Falwell trying to explain to yeah. homosexuals that this is uh, that they've caused us all to have this disease and 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 they they've set this loose upon us. You think that the homosexual uh, population, homosexual men, let's just get right down to it. You think that homosexual men didn't recognize that this was a horrible scourge upon them and that they were yeah. uniquely qualified to have this disease. You think you needed to explain that to them? Yeah. Um, you think that uh, you telling them that was somehow helping mm-hmm. um, in that moment? You're not being helpful and you're not witnessing right. for Christ and you're not... This is my opinion. I mean, I know there are people who say yes, but by accepting and loving homosexual people by accepting and loving on drug addicted people you're propping up their lifestyle you're saying oh sure this is great this is the way you ought to live your life okay um i'm saying no i'm saying love on people and and let them see uh this it's a trite saying but i keep thinking um you win more, you catch more flies with sure. flypaper yeah. than you do with, with with sugar than you do with a, uh, vinegar. Uh, a, 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 a vinegar. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus' approach was to love on people and let them see his consistency and see his care. Now, with his church, yeah, he expected more. He expected them to do what he was doing. Yeah. He got on them. His, his grief with them in yeah. the Samaritan story is the priest and the Levite passed by. Yeah. And he's using them as an example. You guys are walking past this hurt man. Yeah. You were walking past the wounded. You're not sticking with the wounded. You're not helping the wounded. You're not you're not subjecting yourself to the possible harm mm-hmm. of that wounded person. Yep. He wants you he expects you to do that. The um, second greatest commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Um th- that doesn't just mean Christians. No. 
that nope, you you it doesn't determine who your neighbor That's is. That's the Samaritan example. Yeah. He gave the love of your neighbor as yourself, and some yeah. guy said, "Okay, what yeah. do you mean by neighbor? What is? Who is my yeah. neighbor? Yeah, who's my neighbor?" And he knew that what that yeah. guy was thinking was my Jewish brethren, exactly the good Jews in yeah. my crew. And he said, hey, "Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about." Yeah. And he went exactly the opposite yeah, exactly. direction. Yep. Yep. Sure did. Sure did. Um, I think it's, it, and it's not a new idea. This can, you can go all the way back to the Old Testament. Um, there are a lot of different verses, Exodus 22, 20, Exodus 23, 9. I'm going to read the one in Leviticus, though. It's Leviticus 19, 33 through 34. You shall not, this is talking about the alien amongst you, yeah. quote, unquote. You shall not persecute him. There's a mouthful right there. Oh, yeah. The alien who resides with you shall be to you like a citizen of yours. Another mouthful mm -hmm. said right there. And you shall love him as yourself because you were aliens in the land of Egypt. In other words, what the scriptures try to tell us here is you were probably not so likable yourself. Yeah. You were probably not so acceptable yourself to some people. Mm -hmm. You were probably not so tolerable yourself. Yeah. But now you have been. Now, if you have been, should you not give that same to others that you don't think are worthy? Because, and, and I'm kind of speaking for the Lord here, but He's saying, I think they're worthy because I, I did what I did on the cross for everyone, not just you, or not just because you think you're special, because everybody's special to me. Yeah. Yeah. Paul says, um, you yourselves in Acts, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate uh, with or visit anyone of another nation is Peter, not Paul. Um, but God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. Mm -hmm. Where do we read, where do we get, where do we take this book and make it about separating ourselves yep. and about having intolerance for others? Um, I, just I don't, cannot I just do understand, understand your frustration because to me it's frustrating too. When I hear Christians talking about this person, that person, this this group of individuals, that group of individuals, this political party or that political party, and and wanting to put them down, condemn them, treat them like they're less than, it really, it's it's very irritating. It's it's like sandpaper against your your soul, you know, to me, uh, to what my spiritual beliefs are. Um, it's and it's both sides. Oh they yeah. Do. So Absolutely. don't 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 let anybody confuse what we're saying. Yeah, it's both sides. It's sure. It's the the it's the religious right that wants to stick those nasty people over in a corner. Yeah, uh, to, it's the uh, it's the uh, uber liberal person who wants mm -hmm. to 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 be so accepting of yeah. every oddity or strange thing, yeah. but at the same time wants to compartmentalize uh, conservative folks as these nasty evil monsters right. I think step one for anything you want anything you want to do to someone else 
is to dehumanize them, as you yeah. said, to make them less than. Make them Step less one, than. make them less than. Yeah. Uh, slave owners in the South who were Christian people, Christian people. Yeah. First thing they do is they say black people are a different species. Yeah. Uh, that's a different creature altogether, and so I can I can own them. They're less than. And so God has ordained that I can keep these people. Yep. Um, and and Frederick Douglass, uh, the great orator, yep. um, a black man who had been a slave, who was, uh, was, what he did for a living was go around and talk to people. And he was talking to Christian people saying, hey, wake up. You cannot possibly justify this inside of this faith. Yeah. You cannot possibly. And one of his things was, you, you, one, you, 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 first things first, make these people not humans. Yeah. So you can beat them and abuse them and care for them. The first thing you do with a, a homosexual person or a trans person or, or with um, a, that person in your life who has an addiction, who's dealing with some issue, is to dehumanize them. They're less than me. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize that you're just that close to being who they were. Yeah. Um, and that your Lord and Savior would probably be sitting right in the middle of them, the biggest duck in the puddle. Um, and you brought up Frederick Douglass. I want to. I was going to bring up Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Um, his, so to me, some of his greatest words were, "We, if we could come to a time where we wouldn't judge people by the color of their skin, or by their sexual or orientation, or by their." country they're from or by their religious beliefs yeah. but we would see them for the content of their character <laughs> now are there people out there that I would not one of us want to associate yeah a guy who um, uh, is, a, is a how do I what a guy who is belittles women and beats women yeah. and right. you know um my tolerance level would be hard. Yeah, when their tolerance, when their tolerance, when they don't have tolerance, yeah. I can't tolerate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. I can't tolerate their intolerance. But the character of a person, no matter who that individual might be, mm -hmm. when, I, when I became a Christian and felt a call, this, this is another thing that, man, super impacted my life felt a call in my life to um, be a pastor at one time. I was sitting underneath a tree out in this little kind of half-wooded area in a in, in the city and I was arguing with the Lord and saying, no, you don't, you don't want me. I don't know enough about you. I don't know your scripture well enough. I don't know. And so finally I, I just kind of said, okay, so what do you want from me? And I, and some people will believe this, some people won't, but I heard in a, it might have been audible only to me, mm -hmm. but I heard these words, look, find, search for me in the eyes of every person you meet. And I'm like, oh wow, that changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. oh how I see people, how I look at people. There are people 
Todd, quite honestly, maybe it's a bit of confession time here, but there are people, quite honestly, I, I just I just don't like. Yeah. But I will treat them with what I can, you know, with the best that I can of respect because of either Jesus in them or the potential of Jesus in them. Yeah. And that's, so, that's why I get along with people who may not agree with me. It's okay that you don't agree. I don't always have it right. Yeah. And it would be rather uh, presumptuous of me to think that I have it right all the time. Absolutely. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, I just keep going back to how will they know if you don't if we do not tell yeah. them how will they but how will they know if we do not tell them is also has to be accompanied by how will they hear you if they don't know you if they yeah. don't if they haven't spent some time with you being silly they haven't spent some time with you uh, talking about your deepest concerns if, if your earthly concerns if they yep. haven't shared a hamburger with you if if they don't if they don't know that you drink Sprite instead of drinking yeah. a vodka tonic if they, if they if they don't know that you're a good guy if you haven't helped them move their furniture from one apartment to the other because you were in the bar that they were in or at the cookout they were at right. and you heard they were moving and you said, hey, when are you going to do that? I can come and help. And then you help them move their furniture from yep. one apartment to another. Yep. And, and, and is that some Herculean task? No. But they know that you care enough to spend some time with them. You know mm. that they care about your their, their life outside of religion and so then they listen and watch you over your religion and to me that's the difference between yep. the difference to me between acceptance and tolerance and being with someone and being around someone uh, and, and being you have to earn the right to influence someone's life mm -hmm. and Jesus earned the right to influence their life and then influence their life um when they sat and drank and ate and had a good yeah. evening with a rabbi, then they listened to what he said because he already laughed at their jokes yeah. and went fishing with them and spent some time with them. And you can't expect that if you don't spend time. And if you don't spend the time, you nope. have no right to walk into their face. Um, I'm not tooting my horn. I'm just saying what's happened in my life. Yep. I spent two years at the mission, sitting at the front desk, helping with nothing that had to do with religion. And now when I have a Bible study, they know me. Yep. And we're talking about the Bible. But I already walked with them in other ways. We already dealt with the guy who got loud at bedtime and wouldn't go to sleep. We already dealt with the guy who wouldn't return mm. the TV remote or take his stuff out of the dryer. We already dealt with, I need to get you to the ER. We already dealt with that stuff. So when it's time to talk about our, our faith, mm -hmm. I'm just Todd and they know me. Mm -hmm. It's not this magical dude came in to try and tell me I'm right or wrong. But you know that, Todd. You know that you're just Todd. I do. There, I know but that But they I need just, to know that. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, though, it's in you already to know that you are 
and I don't mean this flippantly, I, I'm very serious, about it, but you know that you're really nothing special. I know that I'm yep. really yep. nothing yep. special. I, I, I'm thinking back of a, a thing that happened uh, with the older couple that I know, and the, the husband was being very arrogant about some things, um, very condescending about some things, and his wife, who was um, filled with righteous anger, <laughs> looked at him and said, it's only by the grace of God that you weren't born a babbling idiot. Um, he'd forgotten who he was and what his humble upbringing was and how he was brought up and what happened in his life. And he was commenting on what happened in somebody else's life and how they were living. And, and his wife reminded him that... Um, you're not so great yourself there, buddy. Yeah. By and the you, way, I know your story. Yeah. Settle down, buddy. And you know that who you are yeah. in your heart. I yeah. know who I am in my, in my heart. And therefore, maybe it's a little easier for us because we grasp where we came from. Uh, and I think that people need to, people who have a hard time tolerating somebody else need to remember where they came from and who they were, especially, and I'm, I'm saying this to Christians out there, um, if you're having a hard time as a Christian tolerating somebody else, then you need to remember where you came from, who you were before Christ, mm -hmm. who you were, uh, maybe even still are today yeah. uh, in dealing with things. I know in my life, uh, last little bit of, of confession here. I know it's only by the grace of God that I get up every day. Amen. Same here. That I breathe. Yep. That I make it through. I know that there are going to be times during that day I'm not going to make it through and I'm going to fail and I'm not going to be what God, God who wants the best for me, I'm not going to be at my best. Mm -hmm. And I can't expect that from somebody else. I can't expect more from somebody else than I expect from me. What I can do without hesitation is love somebody else. Yes. Yes, yes. Without um, putting any conditions on them. That's a good place to end. Yeah. But I'm not going to end it there. I'm going to add one little piece. <laughs> okay. One last thing. I will say this. You need to know your weakness. Yeah. If you're going to try and do the be Jesus thing, and yeah. go walking into a situation that is funky. Yeah. Or with people, and I just hate to say people who are funky. They're people. They're yeah. human beings. No, I know okay. what you mean. If you're going to go walk into a place where people aren't your people, generally speaking. Yeah. Or maybe they are. But there are people there who aren't believers in Jesus Christ. People there who need to know the witness of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Know who you are. If you have sexual brokenness there you go. and you can't deal with yep. certain things and there's going to be a situation where there may be opportunities for you to get off the trail sexually and you know you can't handle it, yep. don't go put yourself in that situation and expect God to pull you up out of that or allow it to empower you to that. Pray about it. Know when God breaks your heart for it. That is what you should be doing. But you best put on the armor of God before you go exactly. walk in there. There's a story of a, of a couple of guys who decide they're going to go cast out demons. 
in the, in the in the book of Acts. Yeah. They go rolling up in there to cast yeah. out the demons, and the demons kick what their happened? butt. Jesus or Paul, I know, and, and, and yeah. Jesus, I know, and Paul, I'm familiar with. Who are Who you? Are you? <laughs> you better get yeah. your feet set. Don't go rolling up in a place where they're going to be. Uh, smoking weed if you've got a weakness for smoking weed don't go rolling up in a place where they're going to be free alcohol and you're yeah. an alcoholic and you can't right. tolerate it or don't. gambling or gambling or, or whatever. pornography or 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 whatever yeah you know you need to pray about it and get strong and there may come yeah. a day when you former alcoholic can sit with people who are yeah. drinking and you can help them be saved but don't Jump, nope. In that midst, nope. Right. So there's yep. tolerance, and then there's what you can tolerate, and you know what that is. Yep. Right. Yep. So anyway, that's all I have. Anything else? No, I all think right. we're good. Yep. Guys, I thank you, you for joining us. Yeah. I was guys, already waving. Yeah, guys, thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day. We hope that you'll like. If you liked it, if you don't, don't. Um, if you want to know when we put these together. Please hit subscribe or follow, yep. and that'll help uh, us to know and for you to be able to know when we have something else, uh, another conversation. Please join the conversation. Tell us yeah. what we did right or wrong, what your opinion is. We know that there's more than two opinions on this stuff. Um, we'd love to have yours. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye.